What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, hour number two. What's going on, everybody? Hope you had a great weekend. Welcome into Monday. We are at the 2022 Zone Golf Classic at Old Natchez Country Club. Having a great time out here today visiting with people. And Keith Bullock is here, and he played this morning. And 3HL is coming up next. Brent and Ron, they played earlier today. And those guys and Babs will get you through the rest of your day. And maybe, you know, maybe just keep you uh, up to date what's going on here. Turns out. Your your team second place in the morning flight is that right? Yeah, I got an update. I got an update. Let's hear it. Well, first I want to start with the punter's name that we're searching for was Reggie Roby, thanks to uh, Mr. Bob Hyde. Thank you, Bob. That's my guy and my man Aaron Solomon. They both hit me on the text to let me know. <laughs> Appreciate that. But yeah, the team of Brett Kern, Keith Book. Ron Slay, Brent Doherty, and BB Brett Baker, Brett Bachelor, Bachelor, Brett, our own our own Brett Bachelor sorry, here. Sorry, sorry, forgive me. We shot a fifty-three, and the winner shot a fifty-two. Man, so we came in second place. We got a trophy though. Nice. Who gets to keep it? I don't know. I'm sure me and Kern aren't going to fight over it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Brett Bachelor. He came in off the bench and helped you guys out. Yeah, he out. did. He really did. He really did. We had a little bit of This Is Your Life, Keith Bullock. We were talking about Uncle Bud's who, who delivered lunch today for everybody today. They're one of the great sponsors, Fistful of Bourbon, Edley's Barbecue, Uncle Bud's, of course, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, O'Charlie's, Natural Predators, Tennessee Brew Works, and uh, Milagro Tequila. And we were talking about how Uncle Bud's, they got the OG location now, but used to be a few more. And, Got to talking about some places like people used to hang out. I was like, you should have seen your face. It was like Santa Claus walked in <laughs> yeah. to take your order for Christmas. I said, you ever go to Rio Bravo on West End? Dude. One of the original spots, man. <laughs> oh, that was. And, and if you're new to Nashville, you don't know what we're you talking about. You don't know about. about it. You don't know about that Rio Bravo. <laughs> if you know, though, you know. That was a place to see and yeah. be seen and to hang. If you got a seat on the patio and your friends drove by and saw you on a day like today where the weather, you know, was nice, you, they'd be and, like, how did you do that? Yeah. How did you get out there? And uh, one of my uh, most memorable <laughs> times at Rio Bravo was on a oh, you single de Mayo. Oh, you times. Yeah. Okay. because nah, on a single de Mayo, it was like pouring rain. It might have been <laughs> in like 2000 and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, yeah, it was just. It was Rio Bravo. It's like an unassuming spot. You know, it's not one of those places. Yeah, you don't write home about it. But like, like you just said, if you know about it, you know about it. It's almost like, you know what? A spot like that for me too. Just being an old school Nashvilleian that I'm not. I'm not from here, but I might as well be from okay. here. Is one of my spots is the was the beer cellar. Oh yeah, that was yo. right down on Second Avenue. Yeah, yeah. So after. Every end of the year, the old line, this is how I got put onto the beer cellar. The old line, they would go to Hooters and order 100 wings and like 20 pitchers of beer. Okay. 
and eat that. I should say devour that and guzzle that and then just go down to the beer cellar and play pool and um, pool and jukebox for like, yeah, I don't, you know, nobody probably remembers how they got home, but that was like the last time anybody would see anyone until OTAs. Wow. <laughs> the goodbye party, the sign-off party. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> this was such a different city then because it's yeah. funny. Everything is so trendy now. Yeah. And it's it, it seems like so manufactured to be cool. And Rio Bravo, nothing about that place was cool, but it was so cool to be there. Yeah. And, and you know what? And, like, because that was when it was, like, a, a six-bar, ten-restaurant town. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, there was probably more bars, of course, but yeah. if there were cool bars, it might have been six. Like, look – Silverados on a Sunday? Are you serious? <laughs> did you ever did you ever hit up Have a Nice Day Cafe? I, I may have, but I didn't know about it. Okay, all right. I may. I, you know what? Um, one of my so a tour guide might have taken me there, but I didn't really know about it. Okay, seventies and eighties vibe in there, kind of uh, back in the day. Yeah, Second Avenue Buffalo Billiards. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you, all that. Havana second, Lounge. Oh, Havana Lounge. Second Avenue was just kind of. If you were going to go, that's beer yeah. cellar was all that. That's Graham Central Station. <laughs> okay, let me stop. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, there's probably a few people who remember, you know, maybe crossing paths. The lines are buzzing right now. Yeah. People can call in right now. They would be calling in. <laughs> so you get to town. We do need to talk about this because I told you, all right, on Friday we need to get into this. There's a little bit of a thought, and and while I'll ask you before the show ends today, like you put on your GM hat, maybe who would you want at 26? I'll tell you because I had to turn my pick into Jim Wyatt today for the Titans mock draft. I'll tell you who I picked. There are some people out there who think maybe the Titans should take one of these these linebackers, N'Kobe Dean or, or Lloyd from Utah, at 26. It, 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 these guys are available. And, and so Titans fans are like, no, no way, we're set. You got David Long, you got Zach Cunningham. I, I would say this, though. Titans are pretty set at linebacker in the year 2000. They took a guy named Keith Bullock. He was the best guy on the board. That worked out great for everybody involved. Now you sat. Now you wouldn't sit. You, you just wouldn't right, sit. Right. In those days, a first-round pick might might have to find his role, or maybe you would know that you could play your role, but you wouldn't be given a bigger role until later. But I thought that's so interesting because so many mock drafts have the Titans taking one of those two dudes at 26. It's shocking to me. Well, I mean, you know, just you asked me earlier about my draft day. Just going back to my draft day, I remember being on the board so long as the best available pick. Yep. Probably for like 12 picks, just like the best available pick, whether you knew, you know, if you, for those out there listening, when you watch the draft, they're always going to have the best available pick. So imagine <laughs> being the best of <laughs> best available pick for three hours because I actually was my draft was the longest first round draft ever oh so I was the best available pick for three hours so you wonder why my stomach was in knots by <laughs> by pick 30 you know what I'm saying um so you know if, if that's the case you know obviously these players have playmaking ability you know David Long Jr. we know he can make plays when he's available Right. availability is your best thing. You know, he hasn't been able to show durability. Well, obviously this year was his first year getting an opportunity. Zach came in immediately and had an impact. Like, he's leading the team in tackles. 
you know, his first two, three, you know, games starting. He did in every game but one that he played. He led the Yeah, Titans. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, obviously, look, if anybody can, I'm not, if anybody of talent can come in who is a proven player, I'm speaking of Zach Cunningham, and be more productive than what you already have in your stable, what is stopping you from going to get a young gun that is known to make plays at one level and look, I honestly believe most of these first round draft picks, if they have the right coaching and you tell them what to do, put them in the right position, they're gonna be able to make plays. You know what I mean? So if if that is all in place, you should be able to plug anyone anyone in and make plays because it's been proven. Um obviously Zach Cunningham worked with Vrabel, knows the style that he wants, but um, you know, you're building for the future. Need to get into this a little bit more. Uh, we'll do that. We'll talk a little more draft with Keith Bullock, certainly coming up. But uh, you know this on Monday, usually in the second hour, we do Ding Dong of the Week. We find the biggest Ding Dong of the sports world, just the world of worlds, wherever we find a Ding Dong. Maybe it's the guy who closed Rio Bravo. I don't know. Somebody <laughs> made that decision, and we still can't agree with it. But uh, we'll get into Ding Dong of the Week next. That's brought to you by Mark's Main Real Estate. If you got a ding dong you want to share, 615-737-1045 on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Blaine and Mickey coming at you live from the 2022 Spring Golf Classic Old Natchez Country Club. Be here today until 3 o'clock and then hand it over to 3HL. Be right back. Blaine and Mickey, 1045 The Zone. I am now, uh, we do this every Monday around this time. A ding dong of the week brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. This is what Mark Spain says. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Absolutely do that. We like to say, don't be a ding-dong. Use Mark Spain in the simplest of terms. So, KB, I sent you an email. I know you were playing golf in the rain this morning. You were trying. By the way, the weather's perfect now for the afternoon sure. flight. No rain anymore on these guys after you guys got all wet playing. Not a drop. I said ding-dong of the week is kind of like, because Blaine will call people a ding-dong. That guy's a ding-dong. You know, you got kids, and you think, okay, what's something that I can say? So Blaine's thing was not a bad word. But he called, you know, he said that guy's a ding dong. So we started doing this, and we came up with ding dong of the week, just like somebody who just just can't seem to get out of their own way. Um, I know we call our shot on Friday, but uh, what are you thinking, ding dong of the week? wise? you need to think, or have you got no, have you got, got your ding dong you. ready? All I right. got one for you. Okay. My ding dong of the week is that lady that tried to run on the court of the basketball game. <laughs> she is a ding dong. <laughs> hey, you know what? Much props out to the security because they were on it. Like as soon as she like jumped through the bench area, they tackled her. She definitely got floor burn on her chin. Yeah, don't do that, kids. Uh, that <laughs> that will get you hurt for sure. There's no reason to do it at know? all. What was she gonna do? It wasn't Mardi Gras. No, you're going to go to stadium jail is the next stop for you. Uh, Eric in Nashville, he loves to call in each week during this segment. He joins us uh, next, uh, 615-737-1045 on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Eric, say hello to Keith Bullock. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Hello, Keith. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. What's up, Eric? Appreciate you calling in. Hey, hey guys, my ding-dong actually is not sports-related, but there are two individuals involved. My ding-dongs have got to go to the bride in Florida and her head caterer that decided to put the marijuana in the food at the wedding. Uh, apparently, they put it in the lasagna, so I guess it gives new meaning 
to the word baked lasagna. It's just they, and the thing that was bad about it is they asked the bride, they questioned her about it. She had a great big grin on her face and stuff, thought it was funny. But you had several people who were dizzy. You had two people that had to be rushed to the hospital because I think they had medical conditions. It's just, how anybody thought this was a bright idea to do that. And if I was a groom and found out my wife had done something like this, I'd want to divorce her. But it's just, it, it makes no sense. They're facing serious jail time up to 25 years in prison. And I think both individuals could be fined $5,000. And I think a lot of her friends now probably don't want anything to do with her anymore. So my ding-dong goes to those, the bride and the head caterer and that wasn't in Florida that happened recently. Y'all guys take care. I was unaware of this situation. How about yeah. you? Yeah, was it infused? Wow. <laughs> they must. Have, yeah, I'm assuming they um, baked everything um, at the wedding with marijuana. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to walk into that. Let me know at least. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas Panzika, uh, who is your ding dong of the week? My ding dong of the week, guys. I think goes to Ben Simmons who had been targeting a return to this series in the first round between the Nets and the Celtics. It's a 3 nothing series now. Celtics looking for the clean sweep tonight. Ben Simmons was targeting a Game 4 return to play tonight in Brooklyn at 6 o'clock. He has allegedly woken up with back soreness and informed the Nets that he will be out again tonight. And the franchise, from all the reporting, is very disappointed in that result. So... I don't know the extent of Ben Simmons' back injury, but I don't do know he's been projected to be coming back for quite a while now. It's kind of set these return dates over and over and over again. But I got to give the ding-dong of the week to Ben Simmons as his team is scratching and clawing for their life in this series while he sits on the bench looking like Willy Wonka in a different outfit every game. Every game. And waking up with soreness and skipping out on game four like it's a bowl game and like his team's season is not on the line when they had the expectation to win the NBA championship this season. Keith Bullock is here today for Blaine. I, I want to ask you this. Yeah. So, like, re regular guy thinks, okay, you know, I did this to myself. I still had to go to work the next day. I hurt my elbow. I... Pulled my back muscle. I did what you whatever. All, all of us, you know. For me, I I lost my voice. I'm all sick, but I'm still gonna go try to do the radio show. I'm fighting look, through. And and now this guy won't look, play man, basketball. Look, man. This, look, and no, I'm like I say this with as much respect as I can. This guy's from Australia. He ain't grow up playing hoops here. Not to say that American basketball players wouldn't. Sit down, but like I, I can't figure it out, so that's why I have to go to and put it on. He's from Australia because the last time we seen him on the court, he was, you know, he was not taking the shot that he needed to take to at least get fouled. Yeah. So like I don't know. Um, you know what? I I take it back the Australia comment. It's just his generation, man. Because to everything you said, you're getting paid this money. The Brooklyn Nets extended the olive branch to you. Yeah, they, they did. They extended the olive branch to you, and you still sitting on the bench looking like Ken and Play in 1994 with the cross colors on? We don't wear that no more. That goes back to the Australia comment. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but for real, man, I, I just don't understand. Um, and what I don't understand is how his teammates don't make him assume some accountability. No one's saying anything to him. So I feel as if it's an organizational thing where, like, Ben is off limits. 
No one can say anything to him. Is that right? Should they be able to say something? Man, look, he would get fired on. That's probably why they down 0-3, because they're too passive. They don't really want to win. And KD, we still looking for you, KD. This is unexcusable, KD. KD, I'm going to change it. Oh, man. You know what? <laughs> this is crazy. You're a superstar. He's won already. And I, my man Slay said on the golf course, KD hasn't proven that he could carry a team. So I ain't going to take his thunder. Slay might come in with that, but, well, hey, we definitely some, spoke about that. You're getting some We'll get a mic for you. Getting some amens over here from the congregation. One Ron Slay is getting up. KD has 19 field goals in this series and 17 turnovers. And he's scared to shoot. How does that? How happen? are you scared to shoot? I don't know. That's like being a wide receiver, and you'd be like, "Don't throw me the ball." Ron Slay, come what? on. Hey, you want to preach? Come get my microphone. Okay, here he comes. He's hey, got his hey, trophy in one Big hand. Big Slay gonna come get that basketball. Pro basketball perspective. First of all, man, I'm giving a shout out to my my captain, Team Bully, man. We we pulled through, got second place, man. Yes, sir. But this is what I'm saying. Well, about the KD thing. When you talk about being a dominant guy, being the alpha male, which was always what the question was when he was in OKC, then he went to Golden State. You know what I'm saying? And he got the two MVPs, the Finals MVPs, got the two trophies, the championships, and then went on to Brooklyn. Dude, you get an opportunity every time to really show without a stacked team, without a stacked team, and you still don't get the job done, and yeah. it's because you won't be ultra-aggressive? That's a problem, man. you trying to – so it's like, okay, you want to talk like you the big homie. Now you got the opportunity to be, be the big homie, but you deferring to, yeah. to Brown? Yeah. Come on, yeah. dog. You're looking for Patty Mills to take over. You're looking Come for on, Brown. Dog. You're looking for Claxton. That's my thing. He's passing. Yeah. You're passing. It's not like you shooting and you're like seven for 27. Yeah. You're passing. And you know what, though, Bully? And this has been the first time, Mickey, that he hasn't had a built-in excuse as far as it being everybody got hurt um, in the Golden State when they, when they lost to Toronto yeah. um, with Kawhi Leonard and those guys. In this situation, last year, when they lost against the Bucks, yeah. you know, um, Harden went down. Kyrie, he didn't, you know, he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. Um, but then this opportunity you got right here, you got home court. I mean, not home court, but you get to play in front of your team. The crowd is packed. Kyrie's on his game, and you don't carry him through against Boston, against a small forward in Jason Tatum that's on the uprise, and you get to show between him and Jalen Brown who the big dog is, and you don't show up. It's a problem. Yeah, and what I will add to that. It, well, first of all, you you seven foot. You could catch a shoot anywhere, every, every single time. Anywhere, yeah. and you're you're taller than everybody. Yeah, you could catch a shoot, and you just ain't answering the call. Like how you talk so breezy, and then now it's go time. Everybody knows regular seasons, whatever, but it's playoff time, right? And you ain't showing up. This when it counts. And you this deep into your career. Man, that's tough. That is that's tough. tough. That's a tough pill to swallow, too, man, because I want to see the scrutiny that and comes you throw behind And you're you throwing the mic after your pressures. You don't want to finish your pressures. Come on now. Oof. Come on now. Oof. Well, the heat's going to get extra hot, though, after this. I oh, mean, yeah. It's not like he's in, in some market where they're are forgiving. Exactly. They're unforgiving. Exactly. Hey, and Mickey, that's what it was. As an athlete, especially if you're a top dog, you either cook or you get cooked. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah. KD getting cooked, and it's unfortunate because we know him to be like uh, we said on the on the, on the course. 
It happened to LeBron, but yep. earlier in his career. It was early, yep. But not right now. No, not right now. And not. then he said it before going to New York. Everybody was saying, look, KD used the burner account. He doesn't like scrutiny from the media. And he took all that on the shoulders like, man, I'm going to New York. I know what the media coverage is and what it's like. I'm going there anyway. And you get there and don't deliver. Going into this offseason, this is going to be a huge offseason for him to be able to take all this. So does he just shut down? And not answer any questions and just wait till the season. This is when Close. LeBron came the villain. Come on now. This is when LeBron yep. came the villain. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, it got to be blowback to it, man. I I I needed to be blowback and, because you held to a different a standard. And if this was LeBron, he'd be getting killed. I'm not a LeBron oh, fan. Without question, oh, LeBron would be getting destroyed. killed. Without question. Like I respect LeBron, but I'm not. I'm putting the number 23 jersey on. You know what I mean? That's but different. like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to be LeBron, ready to something. Yeah. LeBron would be be getting killed right now. LeBron right. gets killed for everything he does. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron just shows up and is yeah. like, <laughs> LeBron. Yeah, then he gets it from somebody. Well, we were talking about Ben Simmons. It's ding dong of the week segment. Ben Simmons, man, yeah. what? You got any answers for that? Man, I really don't, man. I just, I, it's like you went into it, and we saw patterns of this. When he was at LSU, he opted out and didn't finish the season, say he's getting ready for the league. Um, and then you go to Philly, you know, they start to use the, the, it's the process. So him and Embiid have an umbrella to hide them and shield them. After that, it's almost like, okay, we got to get over the hump. Nobody's willing to use it. Embiid comes out in the media and says, Listen, man, we're ready to go. It ain't no process. Take that name off of me. Ben Simmons and me, we're going to carry this team. Then the playoffs happen. And then he tries, you know, he uses the Doc Rivers, throwing them under the bus thing. So he got to kind of shield himself. Now you get a new opportunity right here, and you got to write the slate clean. What are you going to do? Are you not going to perform? You ain't played since last year. That's why I Come say on, that's man. that Australia. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, guess what? And see, the only thing about that, the only thing hey, I hey, think yo, that, he ain't from the American yeah, hood. No, he's not. No, no, so Joe Ingles is P.O.'d right now because he's tough. You know what I'm saying? Joe Ingles, he's a guy that can go get it, you know. But, man, you're looking at Ben Simmons, man. You're 6'10". You play the point. You can play defense, everything. Nobody's asking you to go out there and score 30. We know you can't shoot. You have an opportunity to go with two, two guys, man, that are – I don't even know the word, man. Correct your name, bro. Yeah, they need help. Obviously, they need help. You don't even need to do nothing defense. I mean, uh, offensively. You ain't just, just go and finish and play defense. That's what their thing is when he's missing. Imagine if he moved to that center spot. The problem Al Horford would have, um, 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 uh, Williams that just came back from Boston, Grant Williams with Boston, that would be a problem for him, man. Right. But see how you're thinking. I don't even know that Steve Nash is that good of a coach. So now we're in a whole different conversation. Now. I don't even know that Steve Nash is now, even thinking now, about that. Now we're in a whole different conversation. I okay. think Steve Nash is, yep. uh, you know what I mean? Now we're in a whole different you, conversation. Hey, hey, and he's hey. done. You know I, thought I, mean? it was a, I thought it was a problem when he put D'Antoni on his bench. Yeah. D'Antoni could never get it done. Steve, you want to rely on him? Yo. Hey, hey, hey I, lo I love basketball. I just play football. Shout out to Ema Udoka, man, doing this thing with Boston, man. Leave For sure. Guys. We have Steve from the borough. He's enjoying this back and forth. He wants like to it. join the discussion. Okay, Steve, welcome Steve. in. Blaine and Mickey in the uh, Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. What's going on, Steve? What's up, boys? First off, it's an honor to speak to one of my favorite Titans and by far my favorite Tennessee volunteer basketball player of all time, the big Ron Slade. Hey, hey, Rose, let's Louis. Do it. I hope I'm your favorite former <laughs> Arkansas State Associate Athletic Director. Hey, man, you roll with those two. You could be in the favorites as well. I like it. Uh, ben Simmons, man, it's twofold. One, 
He he's, he's wants to be a pretty point guard, but he's a post-up player that needs to face up from the foul line down and drive and slash. He And two, he Markel folded himself. Man, he, that last playoff series, the man wouldn't even take layups. He completely lost faith in himself. He was scared to get fouled. He was scared to shoot free throws. He's scared to death right now, and they just need to post him up. Ben Simmons, you are not a guard, my boy. Yes, you can handle that rock, but you are not a guard. Play, <laughs> love you, brother. My oh, man. Hey, you know what, man? Um, and I feel like a lot of athletes, well, y'all know, a lot of athletes in this generation are too sensitive. Yeah. Like a lot of times, somebody said, like, like my man just said, you're not a guard. Okay, cool. I might be a three or four. I am 6'10". Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I might need I'm to really whatever I want. Yeah, I might need to yeah. figure it out. Yeah. You know, but yeah. you're so, like, look, I didn't go to Michigan because I didn't want to be linebacker. Mm-hmm. Syracuse got me with the banana tailpipe. <laughs> they, right, they, yo, they recruited me as a safety. They yeah. moved me to linebacker. Yeah. It worked yeah. out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, look, man, these, these, these players these days, man, um, you know, you go in wanting to be one thing that just might not be for you at this point. And I like that last, um, that last caller because you got to get in where you fit in yeah. at this point, you know? Yeah. So. And that's, that's the thing. I think when you talk about generations, um, I think it's, it's different. And I don't know, I don't know about football, but I know for basketball is in our generation, it was more so, man, just put me in the room, man. And I'm going to make a, I'm going to make an impact and I'm going to leave an impact wherever I am, regardless of the position. Yeah. You look at guys like early nineties, late nineties, Charles Barkley going in there playing power forward, undersized. You know what I'm saying? You got big guard. You got to figure it yeah, out. Like if you could, if you, if you could draw up a guy with his size, you look at LeBron when you, 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 you add a Magic Johnson in, Oscar Robinson. It's like, dude, you got everything right here. Then you got a guy like Ben Simmons like that comes along. Those people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then you get a guy like this that can really pass and Ben Simmons, that can defend, that can handle the ball and create. Maybe can't shoot, but you can make up. Magic couldn't really shoot. Right. But he he understood when the game's on the line and you got a gun to your head, who you want taking the shot? It's either Magic or Kareem. And there's no right. ifs, ands, or buts about it. So he worked on this game and developed that going all the way through. That's what you want to see from this generation. Like, do you just you just accept what they give you? You know what I'm saying? They, they, I'm the number one pick. It is what it is. Yeah. I just ride my career out. Or do you take it upon yourself to say, no, nah, I'm a little bit different, and I'm going to make an impact. When you when I leave this game, you're going to be looking for the next Ben Simmons. We ain't looking for the next Ben Simmons right now. And that's, We're looking that's to crazy. get rid of the current Ben Simmons. Yeah, and that's a problem. <laughs> Again, 16, as athletic he is. Come on, man. Yeah. That, that ain't right. It's uh, it's almost like a little bit of entitlement. Like You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like even – Let's let's move it to like these wide receivers they're talking about. I want everybody to get their right. money. I want Debo, Laurie, of course, AJ to get yep. their money. But it's like, you know, being the old head, it's like, how much work have you really put in? There you go. Like you how like for my man AJ, I want him to get as right. much as he can, but you going against the system and the system being the, the actual Tennessee Titans. Yeah. They looking at like how durable are they looking at his durability. They're not necessarily in a high-passing volume offense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He had a little over 100 targets where you right. have some guys that are getting that top money getting over 100 receptions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for all his ability, I feel that he's being hindered because of the offense that he's in because, it, you know, it's a run-first offense right now. Yeah. Unless they're going to change Ryan Tannehill to a 50-pass guy a game, which is not going to happen not at 34 years old. It's going to be tough. For AJ's agent 
to have much wiggle room to justify that max deal, whatever type of deal that he's looking to get. So let me ask you this. You too, Mickey. Is it the market that we should be upset at paying these guys, or is it the lack of work that you've put in that's making you be able to demand that dollar? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, because you can't get upset because the market is what it is. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you tell if you tell AJ, listen, we starting at 20, you got a base of why you starting at 20. But, man, what have you done to go you, earn? You, and they're not, not necessarily AJ Brown because he put in work. No, all but, three of them. All yeah, three of them. You know what I'm Let's saying? say Brown, Laurie, um, uh, Metcalf, yep. as well as Debo Samuel. Yep. Yes, y'all have made some plays. Y'all are the up-and-coming guys, but you're not Devontae Adams. You're not, um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre right? Hopkins. Yeah. You're not Diggs. You're not those Cup. guys yeah. yet. Yeah. Cooper Cup. Exactly. Cooper Cup had 191 targets. So, like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not yeah. going against what they're trying to do. I'm all for them getting their money. I'm just trying to say and show and talk to, you know, how hard it might for them, how hard it might be for them to get that top dollar they're looking for. Hey, man, see, that's what I'm saying, Mick. I can, we can go all day with this. What You're you always do? worth top dollars. Thanks for jumping <laughs> in, on, man. Baby, always. I heard you start yeah, to say man. amen when he got into his job. I was like, <laughs> yeah. We were talking, we were talking, hoops, before. We were talking yeah. hoops before, so I appreciate that. He, he was on the back row, though. We had to bring him up to the front of the church. All right, we'll come back. We'll uh, wrap things up for the week, and then you'll get three uh, more hours of Ron Slay and, and Brent and Babs. But we come back. There is a dollar figure out there uh, proposed for AJ. We'll hit that. Also, before we go. Since KB is wrapping up his stint with us today, we'll ask him who would he pick at 26 for the Titans. That's coming up next. Blaine to make you a special guest, Keith Bullock on 104.5. Blaine to make you 104.5 The Zone. Thanks to old Natchez Country Club for being such fantastic hosts today. The Zone Spring Golf Classic presented by Ferguson HVAC. Man, great day today. A lot of people playing golf and having fun. And certainly thanks to uh, everybody. We sponsored today comprehensive security, TriStar Beverage, Innovative Business Products, Ace Handyman Services, Music City Autoplex, Columbia Sportswear, uh, so many more. Fantastic day. Keith Bullock among the players today, and uh, a lot of our other zone listeners we've enjoyed seeing. You just had a nice memory from a young man who came and said, When I was a little kid, I got my picture taken with you in the Titans. He said he would never forget that day. Yeah, you know, I don't feel too old, but when he tells me, <laughs> like you said, when he tells me he was uh, nine years old and walked out for the coin toss and he's over here drinking a beer, <laughs> I guess uh, I've been around a little bit. But, yeah, no, nah, that's always cool, man. That's um, probably one of the reasons I kind of moved back to Nashville. You know, I spent so much time here as a as a young man, and, you know, it was like a – professional I was on I was a professional football player in a college town it kind of might have seemed like at that point just because now it's so lights camera action glitz glimmer all the broad like yeah there was none of that you know it's not that we'll we'll win lose a game and you know we'll be at the the local bar you know like five of us just sitting there chilling and really, people were like what are y'all doing here like hey we had a bad day at work don't you ever have any of those you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> my wife said okay you can tell this if you want to and i said i don't know i didn't tell it on friday but i'll tell it today we went to cool springs mall this was early 2000s we get out of the car car parks next to us two people get out of the car driver gets out it's keith bullock so we get out of the car and just out of habit she goes keith bullock <laughs> and you were like hey now hey hey good, good to see you hey like well, who is this crazy woman? <laughs> so if you remember being accosted by a crazy person in Cool Springs in the parking lot, she never got close. Yeah, nah. She just 
involuntarily yelled your name when she saw you. Yeah, you know what? That it definitely happens. It's either a, a Keith Bullock and I turn around, or it's a Mr. Monday Night, and you know I definitely appreciate it. I've been, I'm telling you, man, I've been here a long time. I, you know, um, you know, somebody I checked my Twitter after you told me people were saying um, like some of the spots that uh. We used to free. I remember I got to give out a shout out to the Palladium goers, the Outer Limits, the Underground. Yeah, you already know. Chrome, we was outside, you know. There was one spot on O'Hickory Boulevard. I can't even remember. But, yeah, I've been anywhere there is to be that you're supposed to be and not supposed to be. Fair enough. Hey. All right, you're supposed to be here for a couple more minutes. Let's do this. Uh, Bill Barnwell of ESPN. Uh, looked into each of the wide receivers who are eligible for new deals. He predicts that A.J. will get four for 96 from the Titans. What's that, 24? 24 million for four years. 24 for four for a grand total of 96. Does that sound uh, about right to you? You and Ron Slate, we were discussing this. It's a run-first offense, at least it is right now, in its current configuration, 24 for four. Um, so for me, I've always known that the guaranteed money is the most important. So if I'm AJ, that's what I'm focusing on. And I would be happy even with a three-year deal that kind of averages out to that number that you spoke about because I believe he's only 24 years old. So if you do a three-year deal, max out uh, $80 to $90 million deal, then you're up on, you know, at 27 when you're in your prime, 27, 28 in your prime for another max four to five year longer deal then to finish out your career. But, you know, um, I hope he gets his money. He's definitely well worth it. He's one of those um, players when he's healthy that definitely makes the offense go. And, you know, Derrick Henry coming off an injury, they might see him a little long in the tooth. I'm very interested to see how this offense changes with um, what's the guy that's coming in, the coach from um, – Tim, Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly. Yeah. Sorry, forgive me, Coach Kelly. Tim Kelly coming in to kind of give some um, offensive advice, counseling, however you want to see it. It's got to be something like that. They're bringing them in. So um, I'm really looking forward to the season, see, seeing what happens. And um, Ryan Tannehill, you know, taking that next step or not taking the next step. But I'm looking forward to seeing this team have success because they're primed and ready, and I'm, I'm here for it. Got a couple minutes left with Keith Bullock again. It's been fantastic, by the way, hanging I out with you. Hey, BB, thanks for um, letting me sit in for you. I hope all is well with you and your family. But, you know, I appreciate coming through anytime. Yes. This is uh, the show that I hadn't been on. I don't know if I sat in with Buck. I've been on his show, but I haven't sat, sat in. But I don't want to fill in for Buck because he does his own show, right? You'd have to just talk for three yeah, hours. No, you I'm ready good. for that? I'm not. I don't no, want to do no, that. that's a no. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, uh, Pick 26, all the mock drafts, all the people saying they need this guy, that guy, or best available, Keith Bullock, GM for the Titans Thursday night. Where are you going to go pick 26? Um, I think at pick 26, you kind of got to wait to see what's there available for you. Um, and I would go for best available need. And I think the Titans need a playmaker on offense or defense. Um, they obviously can use a complimentary wide receiver, but you can get that in any round the way wide receivers go. I would wait for the second round from that. Um, they can use offensive line depth, depth but um, I wouldn't necessarily draft that in the first round. I think a lot of the things they can use depth with, they can draft in the, in the second or the, well, they don't have a second round pick in the later rounds, but with that being said, they need a playmaker on offense 
and or defense. Um, a playmaker at tight end. Playmaker, you, you mentioned the linebackers. Playmaker at the linebacker position. But um, whoever it is, they need to be someone that they can plug right in, start, and make plays. So you're not a fan of, like, the take a quarterback there who you know won't play a year. Not in the first round, you yeah. don't need to do that. You could, Tom Brady was a seventh-round draft pick. You know what I mean? Like if you In get your a, draft. Yeah, if you get a good <laughs> enough coach, man. Like So I feel so much falls on these players, not enough on these coaches. If you get a good enough coach that knows how to coach players, like we were talking off air, I had Gunther Cunningham, who was 20 years, Coach Mack, that was 20 years. Jim Schwartz was a first-year linebacker coach and then moved to coordinator. But then I was left with two guys with over 50 years' experience. Yeah. It turned out all right. So you get a good coach with a kid with talent, that's, you know, that's what it is. You know, I feel a lot of times these organizations put it off on the kid with talent and a sorry-ass coach. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it with that. Those thoughts from Keith Bullock. We'll see you at the Titans pick on Thursday. Again, fantastic hanging out with you. Zone Golf Classic today. you got uh, the 3HL crew coming up next. Those guys played. Their flight came in second place. Keith Boyce got a big yes, trophy sir. here to prove it. I'm sure Ron Slay will be talking smash about that. Time for us to go, though. Hitman is back tomorrow. We will see you then right here on 104.5 The Zone. 3HL next. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Let's get into season four, episode three, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But Scabby Abby, Scabby, the whole school. Yeah, I see me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created the show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.